The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, it's Jonas Knox. 56% of job seekers say their biggest challenge is finding a job that matches their qualifications, according to an Express Employment Professionals Harris Poll survey. The job search can be a lonely process, but Express Employment Professionals can be your one connection to finding a job that fits. Each year, hundreds of thousands of people find work through their local Express office. Find the location near you at ExpressPros.com. With no fees for job seekers, visit ExpressPros.com. Maller here. Winter is coming. Heavy rain, sleet, snow, and ice. Are your tires up for the challenge? Tread confidently in winter's worst with a set of new tires from Tire Rack. They sell only the best, like the full lineup of hand-cooked tires. Go to TireRack.com sports. Tell them what you drive. Your tires will ship fast and free to you. One of over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is the best of the Ben Maller Show on Fox Sports Radio. We begin with Orenthal James Simpson. The man was granted parole. Now, yesterday we previewed what was going to take place, and now we can do the post-mortem on OJ's day in court in beautiful Lovelock, Nevada. Uh, he served almost nine years of a 33-year sentence on robbery charges. Now, I gave up sleep to see a good chunk of this. And I don't know that that was the proper decision. I don't, and there were some highlights. There were some highlights. But let's talk about it. And to give you some flavor, because I would assume that if you're listening to this time period on radio live, not the live on uh, you know, demand version of the show. If you're listening live, then you likely were not 
of a comatose uh, state or a, a, a awake state, I should say, when this was all going down. But uh, there were there were several highlights. One of them uh, was a, a rambling, mumbling, and bumbling all over the place. Uh, O.J. Simpson, as he tried to explain what was a Keystone Cops-like memorabilia heist. After a period of time through what he described in court as uh, as a perfect storm, we all ended up in Las Vegas. <laughs> you know, I was there for a wedding, and he told me that the property was there. And would I like to try to get the property? I said, of course I would like to get the property. He told me the names of what he thought were the people in the room, and I realized these are friends of mine. You know, uh, actually guys who— um, Help me move. Help me move and store some of this stuff, right? So on the day of this incident, he came to my uh, hotel uh, to talk about how this would take place. I told him I met with a lawyer last night and my sister and my daughter and some other friends and discussed it. And they told me that I can't do this if we're going to their home or even to their storage, OJ. Uh, you cannot go in there because if they ask you to leave, you got to leave. OJ. You got to leave. I mean, that's uh, that's it. The rambling OJ Simpson at his day in court. Even with that, with that testimony, the four-person parole board unanimously voting to uh, release OJ. He's out. Well, not yet. Uh, because of that decision, OJ, as the story goes, he has to wait till. October 1st. But I, if I was in jail and I got parole and they said, uh, you know, I know it's July, it's middle of July, but you got to wait till October. I'd be so upset. I'd be so, wouldn't you be angry? If like, you were in that situation, you'd be like, what the hell? I mean, I know there's bureaucracy and stuff, but I want out right now. I want to walk out of that door. I want out. Uh, so we, we know the backstory and then the fact that the parole board could not could not factor. I say could not. They shouldn't. They were not allowed, supposedly by the law, to factor in the criminal history of O.J. Simpson, which apparently is none. Uh, and those two people in Brentwood just cut their own heads off. Uh, O.J., uh, according to the court, did not do that. I know in this, the civil case he was found liable in that particular case, but as you heard O.J. talking as the mastermind behind the Keystone Cops robbery, which was at the Palace Station. Hotel. I'm actually broadcasting tonight from Las Vegas, and when I got off the freeway to the very secret location, the iHeart Media Building in Vegas, I, I got off right next. I drove by the Palace Station, and I, I was like, "There, there it is. That's the hotel where OJ went down. Right there, right there." In the, I saw the video. That's it. There it is. The scene of the crime, and uh, then I kept going. Apparently, I have a nice buffet. A 24-hour buffet. I might have to hit that. Well, it's not a buffet. It's just a nice 24-hour restaurant uh, I might have to hit uh, after the show. So, all right. Now, what is what is next? You know, in life, we are obsessed with what's next. We don't live in the moment. You're not supposed to live in the past. Some people do. You're, you're always looking ahead. You always got to look ahead. What's next? What do you have to look forward to in life? We're all kind of programmed the same way. It's human nature. And so, for O.J. Simpson, what is next? There are conflicting reports on what he's going to do. Well, many assume it's going to be boob tube time. He's going to do the boob tube, do a little TV. 
Uh, that is not universally agreed upon. There are some people saying that is not the case. So the question is how – I assume he will be on TV. So I'm going to take the position he is going to be on TV. I'll go with the majority on this. But the question is how long will it be before O.J. Simpson gets that reality show, which has been rumored for many months – And I'm going to set the odds on this because I'm a degenerate. Uh, And I say this has to air by the middle of November. I would push for this to get on the air November 1st. If I'm running a television channel, I want this on the air by November 1st. But I'm willing to go mid-November. I'm willing to go mid-November. Now, why is that? I'm going to obviously take the under here. This has to be a quick turnaround. Uh, move over, Kim Kardashian, the boys over at Tanked. There's a new sheriff in town, O.J. Simpson Reality TV. So there's two things on this that stand out here. It's attention whore and freak show. And when those two get together, it is wonderful. It is glorious. Number one, you saw, if you watched the proceedings in the courtroom in, in Nevada there, the life... Love Lock, not Life Lock. Life Lock's something totally different. They're an advertiser. But Love Lock, uh, if you look at that and, and you saw OJ, the brief time that he spoke, and he, you know, he was mumbling a little bit the clip that we played. We played that because it made him look bad. That's why we played it. Uh, but he needs the spotlight. OJ has been the bell of the ball his entire life. When he is walking into the room, his, now, his entire existence, as far as I know, since he became the premier running back of his day when oj walks in the room it's all about him right it's all about him at this point we've used the analogy and i believe it fits oj is like that old hollywood starlet that had that moment in the sun and then fades away it doesn't get any gigs at all and then gets a second opportunity you can't pass that up right you can't pass that up the ugly truth is oj simpson is your textbook attention whore he needs it he craves it he wants it and you know he's going to get it he's going to get gobs and gobs and gobs of attention and opportunity and number two the news reports say that oj simpson is being swamped with offers to film different reality shows that right now in hollywood they are there are people going around shopping all kinds of concepts on how to get O.J. a reality show. Now, the reason that O.J. is going to get a reality show is because the industry, out of new ideas, right? You've got YouTube and and Netflix and all these new content providers. So, like, the old, quote-unquote, the old media, they're like, what can we do? I don't know. Let's let's go. we got to do a reality show. Let's get him on quickly. What would O.J. do in reality TV? And the obvious one would be, oh, I know what he'll do. He'll be uh, Mr. Investigator Man and try to hunt for Ron and Nicole's killers, right? That He could do that, like a detective theme. OJ opens a detective office, becomes a PI, which I believe is not allowed under his probation. So I don't think he can do that. Uh, how about a golf pro in Florida? Like OJ could be the, the golf professional giving lessons on how to swing the clubs. Could do that. That's possible. Here's one, O.J. Simpson, Pop Warner football coach. Put O.J. out there with like 29-year-old kids and see what happens. The cameras roll. Now, I know in the industry that I work, uh, 
the many of the executives, not at this company, but in other uh, locations in radio, would absolutely give OJ a sports radio show. Uh, would of course I would give him a show. Why? Because it would bring attention, and it would. Who cares if he sucks? He probably would. Uh, but it, it, people would be buzzing about it. Now, the one I've proposed, and I actually proposed this on on social media earlier. How about this? You combine OJ and Caitlyn Jenner. Now, OJ, like go, they can go on dates. You know, right? I mean, it's just let's go to the extreme. Let's go. Let's let's not dumpster dive. Let's gutter dive with OJ. Let's do. This is gut. We are going to gutter dive. And, and all these things. The common theme is freak show, right? Freak show. It is now during the. Uh, the probation or hearing that took place here where OJ was vindicated, I guess, you know, uh, he, he did point out, and I, we have the audio on this. I want to play this too, because OJ said, unlike your typical sports talk radio caller or talk show host, in terms of belly aching, there was not a lot of belly aching that OJ did while he was in prison. I've done my time. You know, I've done it as well and as respectfully as I think anybody can. I think if you talk to the wardens, them, they'll tell you I've been there. I, I, I gave them my word. I believe in the jury system. I've honored their verdict. I have not complained for nine years. All I've done is try to be helpful and uh, encourage the guys around there. Hey, man, do your time. Uh, fight in court. And don't do anything that's going to extend your time. And that's the life I've tried to live. Yes, uh, and what a noble existence for for OJ. Ah, I mean, really, uh, should win the Nobel Peace Prize. The attention whore, the freak show combining together. So the last thing on this, whatever OJ Simpson does in entertainment, which is likely going to be a reality show, it's going to get attention. Right? Simply because you are infamous based on reputation. Now, t- to be fair here, if it blows, if it's terrible, you're not going to watch more than one episode, and I'm not going to watch. Even a good freak show, you can watch it like one episode, but if it's not done properly, it's like, nah, I'm good. There'll be 17 people watching the second episode if the first one is terrible. That's how most reality shows go. And meanwhile, you wonder if OJ does go forward with all these uh, ideas of reality TV, is he going to be able to find a loophole to get paid on the side or to you know, get paid cash and not have to worry about having to write a check because if he if he gets paid the regular way, direct deposit or a check or whatever, he's essentially just going to hand over that money to Fred Goldman. And you know Fred Goldman's the hawk. He's still going to be uh, snooping around trying to get to get that money that he won, the family won in that, uh, that lawsuit, the litigation. So o- OJ does not have to do any of this. He doesn't need a job. Typically, I, I, from what I was told, when you get parole, you got to get a job. That's part of the deal, but not O.J. Why? He's 70 years old, and O.J. Simpson now, is, he's eligible for Social Security. So not only does he get the NFL pension, and, and it's estimated that his back pension pay will be $2.7 million. He's also going to collect Social Security, and he'll keep collecting that monthly stipend from the the National Football League. And so he's, he's got the money. He's got the money. He's getting that, that money, as long as he lives in Florida, cannot be touched by Fred Goldman or anybody else. All right, it's Ben Maller's show on Fox. 
Edmund Dallas Steamboat Willie is in the house. He's right right there. I, I read that OJ, as most who are on parole, uh, Eddie, he's subject to blood and breath test. Uh, breath and- test, huh? Yeah, breath test. Did, yeah. I say, did I say the other one? Yes. No, no, uh, you say. The other one I would be, that would be I, interesting. I, I, yeah, I would mean, go a little touchy-feely on OJ. Uh, the boobies. Uh, sure, why not? And they, they, I guess at any time they can come to his house and day or night and say, hey, you got you to gotta go pee. What a great job that must be, huh? How'd you like to be that guy? <laughs> yeah, knocking at OJ's door yeah. at uh, 2 in the morning. Hey, OJ, what's going on, buddy? I need you to pee in this, please. <laughs> yeah, I got a little cup for you. I, uh, something, why not? So, Ben, set the scene there. We're, you're in Vegas. You're yeah. doing the show. What, what's, uh, what's, how's, how's it looking there? I mean, Well, it's a beautiful, the iHeart Media building in Vegas, state-of-the-art, right. as you know. And there's uh, many uh, stations here in Las Vegas that are – our parent company, uh, iHeartMedia, own, and uh, I am in one of the the studios. You have you been here before? I've not been there not. before. No. All right. All right. Now, are, is the are the lights turned down real low, and are you like kind of hunched over in your chair there, <laughs> just like if you were here? Uh, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I've got the lights down. I, I set the mood, uh, as you know. I, I like I, I like mood lighting, uh, and fortunately, the, the engineering staff here they kind of left me alone. They like they're doing their own thing. So I I'm like down. I got the door closed. I got the lights turned down. It's, uh, so you're it's, there completely by yourself. No one's looking at you through the glass. Just it's just you and that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Well, there's one. There's uh, well, there's a couple other people. There's a w- woman here who was doing some. Uh, I don't know if I should say, voice tracking. Uh, so she, uh, you know, oh. that's where you pretend like you're you're live, but you're not. You know that kind Ooh, of stuff. I see. Okay. It's 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 one of the dirty secrets of the radio business. Like this show is actually not live right now. We're actually I I recorded I, I'm this. sleeping right now. I you know. As we Home often point bed. out, Eddie, when I come to Vegas, I don't work. Uh, this is, we're just pretending uh, that I'm in Vegas. Uh, that's the way we're doing it. I mean, why, why else would you travel to a city like this and then just do a show when you're supposed to be enjoying yourself? We wouldn't be right, right? Well, hopefully wrong. right now, wherever you really are, you're staying out of trouble. Of you know, course. Yeah. I would hope so. Yeah, you don't want to get in too much trouble. All right, so Ben Maller's show on Fox. If you would like to be part, now it's not a newbie night. A lot of people say, hey, I'm going to call up tonight because I like newbie night. That's fine. You're free to call up. Uh, we don't exclude anybody. We, we had a very interesting newbie night. I, I would give it a B. That was my grade. I gave it a B. Anyone disagree with that uh, on newbie night? I think that B was, a, it was solid. There were some good calls that we had. We had the, uh, the transgender Dave from Houston. That guy called up, or girl, I don't know. Uh, who else did we have? We, we had, had General Zod. That was nice. General yeah. Zod, yes. General Zod was the best call of the... You like that, yeah. Danny G? Yeah. I like the guy that did 27 years of hard time. And we got into... Remember that whole stupid conversation? The guy called up from Arizona. He's like, you are allowed to use Facebook in jail. It's like like a right. And then the other... That was a, a big point of conversation. We don't want to do revisionist history here. We're not in it to do revisionist history. Go check out uh, the podcast. If exactly. You, if you missed it. Five stars. Is the podcast even up? I don't know. When I went to bed, there was a lot of drama around the podcast. We'll have uh, we, to get... had, we had some technical difficulties yeah. here. It was a it was a network wide thing. It wasn't just uh, okay. The coop. Oh yeah, there were time. IT people running around wringing their hands at five six in the morning. Okay, 
Yeah, because I, I, people blamed a Coop, and then they blamed me. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Anytime you talk about a scandal in college sports, when it's involving a Southeastern Conference institution of supposed higher learning, uh, there are all kinds of cock and bull stories that are passed down. Uh, exaggerations, embellishment, and often the most far-fetched nonsense is thrown out. Uh, well, we have a lot to dissect. Uh, now, we we don't normally talk Mississippi football in these parts. Uh, we don't. Uh, typically, that does not move the needle. Uh, it just does not gain much traction. Uh, but as I've learned over the years, there are exceptions to every rule. You know that, right? For example, Hugh Freeze, the head football coach. Well, he was the head football coach at Ole Miss. And not anymore, though. Not anymore. That uh, has ended now. How did it end? Uh, Well, it ended in dramatic fashion. A forced resignation. Let's go to somebody by the name of Jeffrey Vitter, I believe is his name. He's the chancellor, the Ole Miss chancellor here. Who? Uh, I don't. I have no idea who this is, but he uh, made the announcement here that the football coach just before the start of college football season, uh, the old coach is no longer the coach. Coach Freeze resigned this afternoon after confirming to Ross and me a pattern of personal misconduct inconsistent with the standards we expect from the leader of our football team. While Coach Freeze served our university well in many regards during his tenure. We simply cannot accept the conduct in his personal life that we have discovered. All right, so there's some BS there. So Hugh Freeze uh, resigning from Ole Miss, the announcement coming down Thursday night. Now, this left some people blindsided. Uh, If you don't pay close attention, I can understand that. I can get that. The, The news reports indicating that Freeze was asked to resign because of what? A phone call, but it was a one-minute phone conversation that ended up costing the football coach in Oxford, Mississippi, his job. Now, what could possibly go wrong in one minute? You can't really accomplish much in a minute phone conversation. Like, I know because I call my my dad just about every day just to make sure he's okay and alive, you know, and all that. And my dad has, he, he has nothing to say on the phone. His day is the same every day. We, I've talked to Eddie about this in the past. My, my, my dad, when I talked to him on the phone, I said, hey, what's going on? What's new? Well, I had a cup of coffee this morning, uh, and that's pretty much it. Yeah, that's, that's the highlight of his day, the, uh, the cup of coffee. That's about it. And uh, he plays a lot of, a lot of uh, I guess, games on his computer. I think that's what he does. But so, so I know short conversations. I'm familiar with short conversations. But what's the big deal about this one? Who did he call? Well, that's the story, right? That's the headline. Hugh Freeze made a one-minute call from a school-issued phone to a number where people started digging, and they, they dug around, and they're like, hey, wait a minute, what's this number? Oh, wait a minute, that's a female escort service. Wow! Oops-a-daisy. Yeah, oops-a-daisy. So let's talk about this. You've got your instant scandal. You know, these used, used to be a product. It's not very popular anymore. Hamburger Helper. You know, they'll help you enhance your meal. This enhances a scandal. When you throw out escort service, wow, we got a good one, right? This is an instant scandal ready to go. So the question is, 
where are you on this resignation? Where are you? Where do you stand on this, this forced resignation uh, for Hugh Freeze? Now, my position, after digging around a little bit, this is this is unsurprising. And more importantly, the better part of the story, and the part of the story which makes this even better than just a female escort service, is the old saying we all learned as kids, an eye for an eye. And I'll tell you why. A, if you are some kind of wallflower, let's start with the unsurprising part. If you're a wallflower, big-time college basketball and football are not for you. They're not. There are plenty of other sports that you can partake in. You don't need to worry with this if you are someone that is easily offended by this kind of stuff. You can go back for reference and look at the Rick Pitino Louisville basketball program, (laughs) the fun those guys were having. Uh, wow, they were going for it. And now you've got the old Miss football coach. No, we, we just know the, 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 the tip of this. We don't know the rest of it. But both Old Miss and Louisville. Louisville was much, we have much more dirt on Louisville's basketball program than Old Miss. But both involving escort-related shenanigans. And you'd have to think there's a whole lot more to the Hugh Freeze story that will come out in the coming hours and the coming days. I know there's a little bit dripping out like he a leaky faucet. There's some really titillating gossip that's out there. It's just amazing. Now, is this the tip of what is going to be a very tawdry iceberg? I believe it is. God only knows what happened on that call, but it's what else took place. It's pretty difficult to accomplish, as I laid out, much of anything in a 60-second conversation. Of course, the, the NFL... I always go back to this as a reference. You know, you can't accomplish a lot in a little bit of time. But wasn't it the NFL and that Ted Wells guy, the $5 million hired big tobacco lawyer from New York City who said that the equipment guy for the Patriots went into a bathroom in Foxborough with a bag of 24 footballs, and in 90 seconds he was able to deflate all 24 footballs? So, so maybe it is possible you can accomplish a whole lot in 60 seconds. Maybe I should retract my previous statements here. So <laughs> that's uh, it's a very uh, small amount of time there. Can you order a hooker in, in that amount of time? I guess they're not. They're escorts. They, uh, they're not hookers, right? I don't know. I'm confused by all that. Anyway, it is more probable than not that Hugh Freeze, here's my theory on this, and I've investigated this. As you know, not only am I a distant relative of the great Nostradamus, but I also grew up and I was educated by Inspector Gadget. So I have a great knowledge of investigative skills. And I've watched, no, no, no. And I've watched like the first 48 and all these crime shows on these real life crime shows. So I have a grasp of this. Got a murder, got to go. Yeah, exactly. And like, yeah, listen, we have police to call the show and they have to, uh, they have to go. The crime takes place. <laughs> Being executed in a game show is a crime. Uh, so anyway, here's my theory on this. Now let's see if you buy this, okay? I will say, and I want to use the NFL's language because that's the language of law, right? The NFL, when they have these investigations, I will say that it is my position is more probable than not that Hugh Freeze accidentally dialed the escort from the work-issued phone. He made a misstep. He forgot. He forgot to use, I don't know, a burner phone that couldn't be traced as an other phone. That's usually, I would assume that's the phone where he does the devil's work, that other phone. And so he made a, a misstep, 
And he's like, he was a minute into it. He's like, oh, wait a minute. No, I can't call from this number. No. Damn. And I was ah. He made the mistake, right? He, he did the thing he's not supposed to do. And that's why the criminals get caught. They make the mistake. They do the thing they're not supposed to do. Absolutely. Right. So what the, what the hell is also going on at these college campuses? We've talked, we talked about the Louisville scandal a few months ago, and the position was pretty simple. You know, we know, and again, if you're a wallflower, this is not for you, one of the great advantages of recruiting one of the great sales speeches is not about your science program. It's not about, you know, your alumni association. You know what gets recruits' attention? Sex. Uh, and sex has been used as a pawn in recruiting forever, right? Why not? Uh, and typically, it's been my experience, as we've laid out in the past, that th- there is no shortage of this available to uh, college athletes that are coming in. And... Over the years, the, the theory had been that the way this is done, you use the very talented co-eds who are more than willing to spend some quality time with the jocks. Uh, apparently, this is too much work now. Maybe it's just easier to pay a professional. It saves time and energy from having to do the recruiting to uh, get the uh, the people hooked up together. Uh, that, that could be part of it. Uh, now, part B of this, now this is where it gets even better. Uh, you gotta tip your cap or wink the direction of Houston Nutt. This is where a good college scandal becomes a great college scandal. Hot nuts. That's right. Yes, the uh, infamous uh, short time caller to our show, Hot Nuts. Houston Nutt is behind this extreme payback. Now, why do I say that? Now, let me explain here. This is this is not just speculating. This is fact. I will fill in the gaps if you've not been paying attention. Houston Nutt, who coached Ole Miss from 2008 to 2011, he was fired in 2011, he filed a breach of contract and a breach of good faith lawsuit against the University of Mississippi. This happened a few days ago, and it did not get a lot of national coverage. It was more of a regional story, but in in that litigation, that pending litigation, the old football coach at Ole Miss alleging that the new football coach, the now former Hugh Freeze, and the athletic director, Ross Bork, were among the Ole Miss officials who conspired to smear him, Houston Nutt. He told, uh, apparently he, he told the story in the lawsuit that these guys were going around to major prominent college football reporters, off-the-record conversations, talking about violations. They were essentially painting the picture that, yeah, there were some recruiting violations, but it was all Houston Nutt. All of that happened on... All the infractions happen under Houston Nutt. So what we have here is a case of some big boy retaliation. This is the definition of an eye for an eye. Or in this case, a smear campaign for a smear campaign. And you know, when Gandhi gave that famous quote, an eye for an eye will make the world blind, the whole world's going to go blind, right? You know that quote? There have been different versions of it. Well, in this particular case, if Gandhi was here, he would say a smear campaign for a smear campaign will leave every SEC coach unemployed. That would that would be how Gandhi would talk about this. Houston Nutt has been around the seedy underbelly of college sports his entire professional life. He's 59 years old. I would assume when you do something like this, when you're you're blowing the whistle, that you're at the point now where you're like, I'm never going to get another great job. Maybe I'll do some TV and stuff, but this is it. I want payback. I want... A pound of flesh. 
and he got his pound of flesh. And so now some guy named Matt Luke is going to be the interim coach. I remember when he played outfield for the Dodgers back in the 90s, Matt Luke, and I'm surprised that he's coaching football now. I'm very happy for Matt that he's now got a job <laughs> as an interim college football coach. It's kind of an odd transition uh, from that. So, But the, the last thing here real quick, I know we're, we're late, as they say in the business, but the latest scandal at Ole Miss, this is just the beginning here. And you talk about a, a scorned woman. What about a scorned football coach, Eddie, with Houston Nutt, Edmund Dallas, Steamboat Willie here, right over there. There he is, digging and digging and digging until he found the thing that he was looking for with Hugh Freeze. Yeah, this is this is a, a very interesting story. So my, yeah. my question is, yeah, I know he, he. If he made this call on the uh, on the university provided phone, obviously that's uh, a major faux pas. Who's uh-huh. monitoring his phone records for looking for odd numbers and then checking into that? I mean, it's a fair question. Isn't that a little uh, odd? Yeah. yeah. Well, I believe me, it was Houston, mean, it was Houston Nut. I believe how does from he, one, how one of the stories. Have, well, because as as a, a public university, everything's on the up and ups. So you have to request the phone records. And one of the stories I was reading somewhere said that that's, that kind of started this whole process or process, that there was a request made for you know the, the public records, the phone records, and they started digging. And then, and then a story, uh, somebody from Houston, not supposedly somebody from his camp, leaked this to uh, some reporters who started wow. digging and asking questions, and then, and then eventually the, uh, the school investigated more, and they're like, oh, crap. Uh, I know Houston Nutt is uh, does some TV work now, so I, I mean, I guess yeah. he's basically saying, "Well, I know I'm never going to coach again uh, yeah. by pulling this move." You would uh, think so. That's an interesting angle as well. He's basically saying, "I'm done coaching. Let me go ahead and get my revenge." Yeah, and, and it's going to make a great documentary. Someone will do a wonderful documentary on this. Maybe uh, the SEC Network would uh, get in on that. They could. They yes. Need some programming in the off season, especially. Sure. Yeah. Why not? Now, here's another theory I have here. If you look, if you took like a microscope, Eddie, and you put the phone records for yeah. every major college football coach, you put them on a Petri dish, okay? And you would find all kinds of bacteria. Would you not? I'm well, not you'd, you'd like to think they'd be smart enough to not do it on their, as you said, like, you know, a, get a, a burner phone or something yeah. like that. I mean, you, you would think that, you would hope they'd be smart enough to do that. But, yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure there's all kinds of things you could dig up on these coaches. No, because the Nick Saban would never do anything untort. We know that. Right. And Ur- Urban Meyer, please, come on. Urban is I'm, on the straight and I'm sure and narrow. if they did, they would be fired immediately. Yes, of course. And and Dabo Sweeney, I mean, he's the, the jewel of South Carolina at Clemson. There's no way. He would never do anything at all to damage that program. Now, am I crazy for thinking that with all the stuff swirling around, I, I guess they don't need an excuse, but may, is it? Is it crazy to think maybe the university got wind of this and said, "Here's our perfect opportunity to, to eject this guy"? Maybe there's maybe because they're firing him with cause. Maybe that you know something with his contract uh, they don't have to fulfill uh, or something yeah. like that. No, I mean two days ago, I don't know if we can find the audio, but two days ago they were praising Hugh Freeze. They were talking about what a great program he was running and how. And I'm paraphrasing some of this, but how he was on the you know the the moral high ground and all this stuff. And then a couple of days later, you're out of here. Uh, and, and usually what what happens, he's still going to get his money, right? I would think. I, I don't know. 
you know, there'll be lawsuits filed uh, to get course, the money. Of course. And I mean, not he, you look at Ole Miss football. They haven't had, like, once every, like, six years or so, they have a really good team. I say really good. I don't even they, know. They make it, some, I don't even know. Is that, right. that once every 10 years? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Right. Well, like, Hugh Freeze, a couple of years ago, that 20, I think it was 2015, they were really good. They had a really good team. Well, they any, must, anytime Ole Miss beats Alabama, that's, uh, I don't care what you do off the field, that's going to get you a lot of uh, love yeah. in the community there. Does this in any way, and I don't know the answer to this, does this in any way invo- involve our favorite pot smoking offensive lineman? Uh, from the NFL draft a couple of years ago, remember that uh, the what's his name, Coop? Yeah, it's Coop's hero. He's got a <laughs> fat head of the guy he on the wall. There. Remember the mask? Uh, the the oh, NFL. Um, oh, it's not Robert Kimdichie. No, 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 it's, no, it's Laramie Tunzel. Yes, there it is. Laramie Tunzel. Yeah, remember there was all this stuff leaked about he was getting special benefits at Ole Miss. And it was, oh yeah, there's all kinds of off the field stuff swirling is, around. That is program. that in any way tied into this at all? Like on some back level or something like that? Uh, I don't know the answer to that. All right, we'll take your phone calls if you want to be part. Give us a buzz. You know the number. Yeah, I know OJ's going to get out of jail. He's uh, he's been paroled after Who? eight years, almost nine, and he'll be uh, he'll be ready to go. And Will he be playing softball when he gets out of jail? Will that be uh, taking place? Everyone wants to know the answer to that. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And we close out the final Maller to the third degree of the week. Will it be good, bad, or ugly? We will find out right now. And it's always unexpected, the outcome. You don't know until the very end. The drama builds up. Will I win or will I lose? The man that's keeping the score, the professor of Mallard of the third degree, the Coupe de Loop. And Adam Silver said on Wednesday that he expects sports betting to be legalized within a few years, saying it would provide, quote, enormous additional engagement for fans. Yeah. Now, we know that the major sports leagues are finally warming up to the idea of gambling, but do you think that the government will come around within a few years? Yeah, you know, I, I've seen this, and this story's been going around for a while. We've talked a little bit about, a little bit about this on the show. Yes, I'm going to go yes on this. I have confidence. I know I shouldn't have confidence in the Supreme Court, but I have, I have confidence in the Supreme Court. First of all, as I have said all along, and I will repeat until my last breath on this mortal coil, when it comes to sports wagering, this should be a state's rights issue. Uh, if, I've seen people say, no, 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 no. It should be a national, a national thing. No. This should be a state-by-state state issue, which means if you happen to live in a state, which is, for example, in the Bible Belt, then I would imagine that you might not get your sports wagering, that there might be some pushback on that. But don't make the other states suffer because of that. It's 2017, not 1957 or 1947. There are 44 states right now that have the lottery. Uh, You look at Native American gaming houses, bingo halls, all over America near big cities that generate. uh, Last I saw, we talked about this a a couple weeks ago, the number was 30 30 million plus, and I think it's a lot higher than that. It might be uh, much, much higher than that now, how much revenue they generate. So. So let's jump on the sports book train. I'm all in on this. And secondly, the Trump administration, it, you, know, you don't have to like Donald Trump, but if you like sports wagering, you should like the Trump administration. From, from my knowledge here, 
They support wagering. I know if you go on YouTube right now and type in Donald Trump, New Jersey, you type the right words in Atlantic City because, you know, sports wagering. Back 20, 30, 40 years ago, maybe 30 years ago, Donald Trump was out there in Atlantic City trying to get sports wagering legalized there to help save his fledgling casinos and save Atlantic City. It didn't happen. So this is this is going to be also the next big windfall for the U.S. sports leagues. You know, there's con- some concern about the television money because people are watching TV now uh, on uh, you know different ways, a la carte via Netflix, and you're you know, just watching crap on YouTube, which you don't have to pay for per se. So the TV market's changing, but this is going to be the next big home run for the sports leagues if they can get in early on the sports wagering state by state. All right, next. New NFL rules now allow for coaches to be ejected. Ben, how many coaching ejections do you think we will see this season, and who will be the first to go? All right, now this is good. I, I like this, and I, I'm in the right place, and I, I'm an amateur bookmaker, and I'm doing the show tonight from Vegas. So I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you a surprise here. A lot of people are going Mike Tomlin. I'm not. Uh, my number one vote is to Mike Zimmer of the Vikings. I'm going to put Zimmer as the favorite. And the reason why, A, Zimmer, he, he needs to always, he, he always seems to be, I don't know if he needs to be, he always seems to be exasperated on the sidelines. He's a very, appears to be a very intense coach. I could see him forgetting about this rule, being so flustered and frustrated with the inconsistent Sam Bradford that he just snaps in a Viking Packer game, and he just gets ejected. And, and I'm going to put Tomlin in the number two spot. And as I said, he's a, the people's favorite is Mike Tomlin. Tomlin has been known to storm up and down the sidelines, raging about some injustice that has fallen upon his Pittsburgh Steelers. So he's had plenty of hothead moments, and he might just run out in the field. And then I've got, as my wild card, my third option is Sean McVay the first millennial coach in NFL history. And I'm going to assume that the officials are going to think that McVay, the Rams coach, is like trespassing because he, he shouldn't be out there. It, 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 so they'll just like kick him out. They'll give him the boot because he looks like he should be a ball boy or something like that or be buying a hot dog at the L.A. Coliseum. And, and the coach that's got the least odds, the, the most likely not to ever be ejected, has got to be Jim Caldwell. While he's coaching... It appears he's in a coma when he's on the sidelines for the Lions. So I, I put him there as the least likely coach. He's very passive. All right, next, and, and Hugh Jackson also. He, this will be a great tool for like whoever coaches the Browns when they're down 38 to nothing in the fourth quarter. Just get, get ejected so you can go home. All right, next. Ben, banners celebrating the Lions' playoff appearances have now been taken down from Ford Field. Many fans found them embarrassing. So don't you think it's time for the Clippers to take down their Pacific Division champion banners? Yeah, it's very funny, Coop. I know uh, this is your typical uh, Laker fanboy there reaching. <laughs> uh, of course not, Coop. You expect me to say yes? No, of course not. Number one, the Clipper franchise, as you know, because you didn't pay any attention to them, they were a rudderless ship until Chris Paul, back when he was in his prime, and Blake Griffin joined forces, the superheroes of basketball. It was the rebirth of the franchise. The Clippers used to be, and you're familiar with this, they used to be like the Lakers are now, always in the lottery, hyping up some hotshot rookie as the next savior of the franchise, signing free agents who can't shoot and comparing them to bread dropping from heaven. Uh, That's what the Clippers used to do. Now the Lakers have stolen their playbook 
And they're doing it now. So the Clippers have nothing to be ashamed of. They won back-to-back division titles a couple years ago. That's what we call a starting point. And number two, these, these, I believe, are at the Clipper practice facility, which I know for a fact you have never visited. You don't even know what city it's in. So there's no need to take them down. This is the new legacy. These, are, these aren't your daddy's Clippers. Now they got the great Danilo Gallinari joining forces with Blake Griffin. Milos to Dosich. I know the Warriors who? are shaking who? in their boots because of Patrick Beverly. He's going to shut down Steph Curry. No, no banners anywhere. Leave them up. I don't care. Don't take it down. All right, we are out of time. There you it is, Mallard of the third nothing. degree. That's a win for me. Thank ben, you, Ben, you failed this edition. Those banners are embarrassing. You, you should be no, ashamed. Day, They're sir. not even up in the arena. They put, they put pictures up of their great players. Players is what they do. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com and within the iHeartRadio app. <laughs> knock, knock. Who's there? Lame Week. Lame Week who? It's Big Ben's Lame Joke of the Week. All right, it's Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. We couldn't afford an S, so we just kept it the way it was just to annoy me. And remind me how low on the totem pole I am every time that plays. All right. Very good here. Now, the way this works. By the way, do we have Sirius Sean? Is he uh, batting leadoff or no? No Sirius Sean this week? No, we're going to find him. But the way that works, the, the, the moving parts on this machine. All right, we have him. The moving parts are we have me reading the beginning of the joke. These are all listeners submitted jokes. And then I will pass the joke over to Eddie. He will bounce it back to me. He will bounce pass. I will then try to slam it through with a hammer dunk. And the guy judging this will be the Russian judge, Danny G Radio. And if it's good, you'll Racist. hear this. That's right. <laughs> if it's good, you'll hear this. And if it's not, you'll hear this. And every once in a while, a joke could go either way. And if that happens, you'll hear this. Ah, that's a lot of meat. Uh, that is a lot of meat. <laughs> it's a quick turnaround. Very quick turnaround. Now, as a reminder and as a public service, Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week occasionally wanders off the reservation. We we have some odd language that may be unsuitable for children. In fact, it is unsuitable for children who should not be listening to the radio. Look what time it is. My God, you're a bad parent. Guardian, what's wrong with you? Uh, unusual humor, because these are listener-submitted jokes. Advanced nuance, which are maybe unsuitable if you are lacking the funny bone. And if you're easily offended, listen. This is not for you. We like you, but come back and give us 20 minutes or so, and then you can come back, and we'll be back in the uh, the safe uh, good graces. Yes? Okay, very good. Let's get started with Sirius Sean batting leadoff on Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. Sean, what you got? All right. Um, how many Mexicans does it take to screw in a light bulb? Oh, boy. Did uh, Eddie write this one? Okay, I, I, don't, nope. I, don't, I don't know. I... One. <laughs> Racist. Racist. Uh, All right. Thank you. Racist. Thank you. Get back to your 1990 video game. Yes. All right. Uh, Racist. uh, Why does Coop hold. Eddie, why does Coop hold his future wife in high regard? Uh, I don't know. Why does Coop hold his future wife in high regard? Because her name is Mary Jane. That's from Kurt from Earth. Uh, what do you get when the Dodgers roll into town for the weekend? What do you get when the Dodgers roll into town? For the... I don't know, Ben. What do you get? Swept. That's uh, from Josh. 
who sent that one in. 15 pounds, Eddie, of frozen Italian sausage mysteriously crashed into the roof of a home uh, recently, this week. That's in the the roof. That's weird. On the roof. On the roof, yeah. It turns out it was actually an Amazon food delivery, but Bartolo Colon had moved to Minnesota, so they got the wrong address. Yeah. Ah, That's a lot of meat. Uh, That is a lot of meat. Ah, dare you. So Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. We'll skip over that one. Uh, all right. A man in Virginia was sentenced to 132 years in prison for stealing tires, Eddie. Well, that's an awfully long time for tires. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah that's the, the bad news. The good news is his time's just going to tread away. Boo. <laughs> I'm, I'm skipping over some of these. Uh, San Francisco, it was announced this week, is uh, banning chocolate milk. They're banning chocolate milk from schools. That's ridiculous. Apparently, that's the reason Pablo Sandoval is having second thoughts about returning (laughs) to the Giants. I don't blame him. (laughs) Delicious. Uh, Coop, you want to start? Now, Coop's got the offensive jokes. Coop, what you got for us? We got to throw out a warning, though, or are we Uh, they're not. They're not that bad. Did you know that uh, Dick and Dayton has had a Tinder account for over two years with no hits? What? I did not know that, no. Yeah, it's just uh, more proof that chicks don't dig dick pics. <laughs> you think Dick and Dayton understood that joke? No. You think he's listening. He's no. calling some other radio show right now. What are you talking about? Talking to oh, Jimmy and Phil. Yeah, and, and Bob. And do you think he, I? I really want to hear when I'm driving around sometime. I want to hear Dick and Dayton call a radio show. I was talking to Ben and Eddie. And yeah, Danny and Coop. I'd love to hear that. That would make my life if that ever happened. I agree. That would be awesome. All right, a former dean of the USC Medical School reportedly kept company with criminals, drug users, and smoked meth, Eddie. Is that right? Yeah, Todd Marinovich says, don't judge me. (laughs) (laughs) So, Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. Uh, This one from Gordon in Tacoma says, Ezekiel Elliott was clocked at going over 100 miles an hour in his charger, Eddie. Is that right? It's almost as fast as the Los Angeles Chargers were clocked leaving San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> Big Ben's lame jokes of the week. Uh, I'm self-editing these, Eddie. Uh, here's a good OJ joke. Why was OJ Simpson's parole hearing speech so hilarious? Uh, I don't know. Why was that speech so hilarious? Because it was a real cut-up. No? I think I butchered the... Uh... Delivery. Huh, well, yeah. Walmart may use that was from uh, Chadson that went. In. Walmart Eddie might use facial recognition software to detect unhappy customers. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, they're concerned though. They think the computer's going to explode when Angry Bill goes shopping. Coop, <laughs> right, anything uh, you want to throw in here? Anything uh, at all? Anything at all? Coopaloo. Yeah. Uh, what was the last thing that OJ said to Nicole? Uh, okay, this is like 1995 joke. I, I don't know. Your waiter will be right with you. Yeah, see that, Coop? I mean, that was a, in 1995, that was a good joke. But I don't We're know. talking about OJ today. It's relevant. <laughs> I, I, I know, but all right. You were a kid. Banging you don't the desk. That. He's upset now. Yeah. I thought that was great. I liked it. Thanks, Justin. That was a good joke. Ben doesn't appreciate it, but it was a good joke. We're all old farts. We all heard that joke. 22 years ago, we heard that joke. How dare you? All right. uh, The U.S. Women's Open posted their lowest final round ratings on record. It goes back 30 years. Eddie, viewership was down 40% from last year. It's a big drop off. 
Yeah, the the WNBA actually released a statement. They quoted LeVar Ball telling women's golf to stay in your lane. Okay, uh, Mike, uh, that did not go over well with the, the uh, peanut guy. They did not. Uh, they did not enjoy. It. Uh, here's one from Kurt from Earth. Uh, rumor has it that Angry Bill has recorded on video. He was recorded on video trying to stop R. Kelly from abusing a young lady. Oh, is that right? Yeah. Angry Bill was yelling, what about a 17-year-old girl? Ah, that's a lot of meat. Uh, that is a lot of meat. That's a tough crowd here. we got a tough crowd. It's Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. Hugh Freeze says that infamous phone call was actually about a football play. It's all a misunderstanding. Really? Yeah, he was uh, attempting to add the naked bootleg to the old Miss playbook. He wanted to... <laughs> All right, let's pause for the cause here. We'll have the big finish of Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. And I think the close is pretty good. I think the close is pretty good. We'll get to that, and we'll do it next. And right back to it we go. It's Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week, which used to be one segment, five minutes. Now it's the whole half hour. No, we've just we've taken over the show. It's like uh, the gremlins. They just keep uh, multiplying and multiplying and multiplying. All right, back to it we go. It's Big Ben's Lame Jokes of the Week. In a recent interview, Minnesota Twins pitcher Bartolo Colon said he prefers to be at bat rather than pitch for the final play before retirement, Eddie. Well, that's interesting. Yeah, it seems uh, fitting. At least he'll be closer to the meatball over the plate. Good job by Kurt from Earth. Also, we don't do shout-outs, but if we did do shout-outs, uh, we want to we'll say hello to Josh, just Josh, big joke writer. He's probably our top joke writer right now. He's great. I don't know where he lives, but he, uh, he loves the lame jokes. He's really good at writing them, so happy birthday, Josh. But we don't really do shout-outs, so we can't do that. Uh, $1 million in marijuana has been found in a brand-new Ford Fusion. A couple of these cars, uh, Eddie. Wow, I, I drive a Ford Fusion. Yeah, in a related note, Weed Man Hippie was seen car shopping at a Ford dealership. What, Coop, Coop just left. <laughs> Where is he going? He's going to the parking garage. Coop has walked out of the... I guess he's got no more offensive jokes, apparently. Uh, here's one from Josh, who is the birthday boy. What do you get when you mix Andy Dalton in a bowl with a little bit of yeast? I have no idea. Gingerbread. Racist. I Listen... That's that's harassed, I think, is what it is. I Is that even a thing? I don't know. Did you know that Bruce Arians, the Cardinals coach, likes to go out and party? Uh, yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, he likes to go out at night and paint the town, Eddie. Yeah. Ooh. Likes to drink paint, or at least he did when he was younger. Ah, oh, come on, Dan. That was a good paint joke by Hillbilly Mike, who says that turtle that he was cooking up, that tortoise... It's an angry, mean tortoise, so don't be upset with him. That's what Hillbill and Mike told me. How dare him. That's what, he, that's what he said. So Coop has no more offensive jokes. We're out of offensive jokes by Coop. Is that what I'm supposed to learn? Yeah. All right, well, okay, uh, looking, for parking, <laughs> uh, looking for parking costs people in L.A. an estimated 85 hours and $1,700 uh, per person per year. Ridiculous. They also discovered the Lakers have been locked in a basement for years as well. Oh, the hell, Bill Miller. I thought that was good. <laughs> Bartolo Colon yeah. is trying to get out of his contract with the Minnesota Twins. Oh, really? 
Yeah, apparently Bartolo thought he was signing on to be a pitch man for the Twinkies. <laughs> He'd be a good one. That's from Average Joe in Minnesota. All right, let's get to the closer. Here we go. And uh, I like this one. This is from my friend, the one and only college football genius. Here we go. All right, here we go. Hugh Freeze was forced to resign over a phone call to Eskers. You heard about that, right, yeah, Eddie? of course. Yeah, Old Miss was upset because Freeze was discussing the spread offense on the phone. All right. There it is. That was from Jay, the Wiz of Odds, the closer. And thank you all. You guys have been great. We had a ton of jokes. We might even set a new record this week for the number of jokes that were sent in. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weeknights at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. Right now, Koopa Loop's got to do double duty because hooray for Hollywood! It's the weekend almost, and that means Coop Scoop on entertainment with Justin Coop. All right, Ben, I'm going to change format here a little bit. I'm going to start off with television. Oh. Yes. Curveball. Uh, yep. Uh, this Sunday, premiering, well, yeah, premiering on HBO at 10 p.m. is the third season of Ballers, starring future presidential candidate Dwayne The Rock Johnson. Yeah, The Rock. From Trump to The Rock. What at, a country. Yes. Now, at, at this point... If you've, you know, you, you kind of know what Ballers is. It's, it is what it is. It's, it's football entourage. So if you, if yeah. you are into that entourage show, you'll be into this. If you hated entourage, you probably hate this. But I liked it. So I'm excited for season number three. Plus, it stars Denzel Washington's son, who's, who's a pretty good actor. And he's going to bring a team to Vegas. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. That's, that's wow. the storyline for this season. Yeah. They filmed that before the Raiders ah, made the announcement. Okay. Yeah. Uh, also, I'm sure somebody will like point this out that I missed it. Also premiering as the second season of the comedy Insecure at 10.30 p.m. on Sunday on HBO. I didn't watch the first season because it doesn't look all that interesting you, to me. You don't care about that. Yeah, not really. You don't care about that one, yeah. All right, now, uh, Phelps versus Shark. Yeah, now we you got my attention. <laughs> Great. You got, I want to see the shark eat Michael Phelps. That's what I want to see. It's I'm called- sure that's got a chance of happening. That's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of meat. Uh, that is a lot of meat. It's called Great gold versus great white. No, oh, this is this is why television exists. Yes. This is why television will never die. Right. Uh, that is uh, that is premiering on the Discovery Channel at eight p.m. What day? Uh, Sunday. Okay. Sunday. Uh, I gotta set my DVR. I gotta gotta. Well, I gotta watch that. It's must must see TV. That is what that is. Yes. And then lastly. As far as the silver screen goes, premiering this weekend is Christopher Nolan's Dunkirk. Yeah. It is out to rave reviews. I'm very excited about it. Now, if you are lucky enough to live by one of the only 31 uh, real, legit IMAX screens around the country that have the 70-millimeter film running, then that is what you should do. You should pay the extra money. It's like a... About twenty six bucks here in Southern California, but that's what, what I'm made of money. Hey, is that the one down by Staples Center, Coop? Is that that theater you're talking about? What, um, the, the one the, in Hollywood? It, no, the, yes, what? it's at City Walk. Okay, oh, okay. Yes, now, now, Coop. I've seen it listed at a couple of theaters in two D. 
Is right. that is that what that is? What is? N- well, no. I mean, I I don't think there I don't think there is a 3D show. You okay. mean like IMAX? Two? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because there's like you can see a regular IMAX, and there's lots of those around. But then to see like the big IMAX in the 70 millimeter film, like where they did it with the special cameras. Got it. Like 70 percent of the movie was filmed with these special cameras. And it's just a much bigger, awesome experience. You see more of the shot. It's going to be very cool. Check it out. That's Dunkirk this weekend, and that is Coop Scoop on Entertainment. All right. Thank you very much. Direct from Hollywood, Koopa Loop with the inside skinny on entertainment. Things that you need to pay attention to this weekend. And I'd forgotten about the Michael Phelps versus the Shark. I'm sure that will not be staged at all and will be completely authentic and that Michael Phelps, uh, Michael Phelps got into a, the ocean with a shark. And they were side by side. I know the shark stayed in his lane. You know, stay in your lane, as LeVar Ball would say. And the shark listened, and then they had a fair and equal race. I'm, I'm sure that exactly that happened. All right, let's, do we have Balderdash? Can we get the Balderdash? All right, let's do it. Here we go. Why not? Let's go and down. now. It's just what you've been waiting for. It's Ben's Balderdash. What the hell is this? Formerly known as something we're not allowed to say. Hit it. And it is Benny's Balderdash each and every week at this time. We used to call this game something else, but then these evil lawyers said, you cannot use that name because we have a show that no one watches, but you cannot. Uh, you know, so screw them. I hope, I hope that show gets canceled. Not Jeopardy, but the other one. All right, anyway, let's get to it right now. Here we go. Let's have some fun. Thanks to our friend Dan from St. Paul who wrote the board for Balderdash. This week, giving Anthony and Anaheim the week off. So thank you, Dan, for that. He wrote most of the board this week. And we have our defending champion is Kevin. And uh, hello, Kevin. Hey, Ben. How you doing? All right. Are you ready to go, Kevin? Full of energy again, yes? Always. As good as it gets. I know. You are a walking pit of caffeine is what you are. All right, so Kevin's our champ, and you are going to go against uh, Ku- uh, Eddie. Pick pick line three or line six. What do you want? Line six. All right, you have picked Enzo. Enzo in Vancouver. Hello, Enzo. What's going on, Big Ben? Welcome in, Enzo. Ooh, two fireballs of excitement. Yes, <laughs> this is this is the show that provides you overwhelming energy. That is what we provide. We I don't can't disappoint. Help it if my voice is monotone, man. I know, I know. All right, well, Enzo, uh, let's just get to the game. We know you're one of our regulars. If you want to tell the guy in Beaver Dam what you do for a living, you're more than welcome to do that. Well, I'm a painter, but I do not supply Bruce Arians with the paint. Yeah. You're a, you're a painter, and uh, you also go to Costco a lot. You do that, yes, which I like. Get the I like that about you. All right, gentlemen, your name is your buzzer. And again, thanks to our friend Dan from St. Paul who wrote the board this week. The categories are, category one, I want my quarterback. Uh, These are quarterbacks traded for first-round picks. Category two, running of the Bulls, famous Chicago Bulls players. And category number three, the Alumni Association. Now, Kevin, you're our champ, so you get to pick the category. Question values for two, four, six, eight, and a 1,000. I'll do the alumni. All right, very good. Alumni Association. Gentlemen, I will say the name of the athlete. You tell us what institution of higher learning supposedly they are known for. That's how this is going to work. 
And again, your name is your buzzer. You each get one lifeline. Good luck, and we are on our way. And you listening in your car, you can play the home version or the car version or the work version. Alumni Association for $200, O.J. Simpson. Kevin. All right, uh, Kevin. USC. That is correct, uh, 200 bucks. All right, uh, same category for $400. And uh, here we go, Alumni Association. I say the name of the athlete. You tell me the school they went to. Lonzo Ball. Enzo. Kevin. Enzo. Uh, UCLA. Correct. Enzo's on the board, $400. Let's keep it going for $600, the Alumni Association. Now, keep in mind, Lonzo didn't graduate from UCLA, but he, he went there. All right, six hundred, and they'll ask him for money. $600, I'll give you the name of the athlete. You give me the the school. All right. Marshawn Lynch. Kevin. Marshawn Lynch. Anybody? Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. chimed in. Kevin. Cal. That's correct. Those crazy guys in Berkeley, the Cal Golden Bears, you got that right. But Cal, Cal's football program stinks now. But they at one point they had Marshawn Lynch, and then they had Aaron Rodgers, and they've been brutal for years. All right, uh, let's keep it going for eight hundred dollars again. Alumni Association. I'll give you the name of the athlete. You give me the school on Balderdash on Fox. James Worthy. Kevin. Kevin. North Carolina. Bam. Kevin got it right, the former Laker, North Carolina. Boy, I barely remember Worthy playing before my time. All right, $1,000. Here we go. Alumni Association. Shut up. Uh, Alumni Association for 1000 Travis Kelsey. Enzo. Lonzo. Enzo, actually. But I'll use a lifeline. Eddie Garcia, please. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I had Lonzo on. I'd rather talk to Lonzo than you. Uh, Eddie, Eddie, you're the lifeline. Travis Kelsey, Alumni Association. Uh, University of Cincinnati. Yeah, I'll go with it. Oh, yeah, all right. You got it. All right, Enzo, uh, we'll move on. We have running of the Bulls, famous Chicago Bulls, or I want my quarterback. Quarterbacks that were traded for first-round picks. I want my quarterback. Okay, gentlemen, again, your name is your buzzer. We'll start out on Fox Sports Radio's Ben Maller Show with the $200 question. And here we go. Traded from Atlanta to Green Bay. This quarterback. Enzo. Enzo. Brett Favre. Correct. All right, here we go for $400. Traded from San Francisco to Kansas City. Enzo. Enzo. No, it was Kevin. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Hold on a second. Coop says no. Coop says Kevin. Kevin? Uh, Alex Smith. Wow. Uh, n- no, Enzo. You what was Joe your Montana. Yeah, you're right. All right. Joe Montana. Uh, we didn't finish the question, but this Hall of Fame quarterback already had four Super Bowl titles to his name. All right, let's go to let's go to six hundred dollars again. I want my quarterback. The quarterback's traded for first round draft picks. Traded from New England to Buffalo. This guy was the predecessor to Tom Brady. Enzo. Enzo. Drew Bledsoe. Correct. We've got an upset brewing. Let's keep it going for $800. Traded from the Bengals to the Raiders. This quarterback. Enzo. Enzo. Carson Palmer. Correct again. And we'll close out the category here. And again, it's the I want my quarterback. Quarterback's traded for first-round draft picks. We've got Kevin, our champ, versus Enzo. Dan from St. Paul wrote the board for $1,000. Traded from Indianapolis to Atlanta 
for the number seven overall pick in 1994, considered one of the top ten busts in Indianapolis. Kevin. Kevin. Jeff George. Wow. He got it. Good job by you. That is a good job by you. It is Jeff George. All right. Why don't we pause? What's the score here, Coop? I know we got another category, but the time is running short. Oh, it is 3,400 for Enzo and 2,200 for Kevin. Ooh. What's enough for Final Ball? The Dash, right? Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah. All right. We'll reveal no... that when we get back. All right. All right. We will have Final Ball, The Dash, the big surprise, as we like to call it. We'll get to that. Oh, it really is a surprise, that Final Ball, The Dash uh, question. We'll get to that, and we'll do it next. And right back to it we go. We got a good one. That's what they tell me to say, but it's actually competitive. Enzo trying to pull the upset in Balderdash on the Ben Maller show. We've got Enzo versus our defending champion, Kevin. This is the Energizer Bunny version of our game here. And so the final Balderdash question. Here we go. Here it is. In Red Sox history. There has been only one pitcher to have more than 10 strike uh, more 10 strikeout games in a single season than Chris Sale has right now. Who is that particular pitcher? Now, uh, Koopaloop, you uh, now I'm on remote. I'm in Vegas, uh, so I am not uh, in the mothership, the hallowed hallways of uh, Fox Sports Radio's main studio there in Los Angeles. So, Coop, now you have uh, – you you can tell us who won here. You know the math. You've, uh, you've done this magical work off the air. <laughs> yes, yes? That, is, that is correct. You're doing God's work. Uh, Very important. Kevin was trailing. He wagered all 2,200, and his answer was Roger Clemens. Okay. Uh, that's a fine answer. Enzo okay. was in the lead with 3,400. He wagered 1,000. His okay. answer was also Roger Clemens. And the correct answer is? The correct answer is Pedro Martinez. Whoa! So that means Enzo, because he didn't wager all of his money. Oh, my God, Enzo won. Makes the upset. We got an upset. We'd like to alert all our affiliates. We got a major upset here. Kevin has gone down. Kevin has lost. And a guy that he he, he, uh, sniffs paint. Uh, Enzo's our winner in Vancouver. Kevin, you were a good champion, but you've lost now. So uh, thank you. Uh, goodbye uh, to you. And better luck next time. You got a bunch of golden tickets. And Enzo, you get another golden. You get a new golden ticket. What you get? Thanks, Big Ben. I got a golden ticket. You want to pass that on to Lavar Ball in case he's listening and wants to call in? No, you know what? I actually, when I said Roger Clemens, I thought to myself, "Oh man, it's Pedro Martinez." I thought I blew it there actually. So I got kind of yeah. lucky. Well, you, you did because your money management. There's a lesson. You got to manage from you, your Big money. Ben, you got to be cheap, right? It's not cheap. It's frugal. Okay, jackass. All right, Don't lose you, it all in Vegas, Big Ben. Have a good uh, Enzo, weekend, guys. Go, go send me uh, Costco porn from uh, Enzo. Tweets out photos of the chicken fingers they have at the Vancouver Costco. I'm very jealous about. That. At Bed three six five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER.
If you're a smoker or dipper looking to make a change, you really only need one reason to do it. But with Zen Nicotine Pouches, you can find many. Zen is America's number one nicotine pouch. It's made with only six simple ingredients. Plus, Zen is the only nicotine pouch with a 10-day hassle-free trial. There are lots of options when it comes to nicotine satisfaction, but there's only one Zen. Find your Zen online or in a store near you at zen.com find. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball. From growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.